1: and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven starts now. Decisions, decisions, decisions. We're standing at a
2: time. Where it seems like we have to make a major decision, most of us, day after day. That will never go away. In life, there's always going to be one decision after another. Even though it seems like these days are more critical, I am here to tell you, to speak into your life, that from this day forward, that the struggle shall cease for you to make the right decision. The power of revelation Will bring you into a place of knowing. I know you're saying, Valerie, to know what? To know what God's will in your life is. The power of revelation is to reveal to you not only what God is doing, but what God is saying. So that when you stand at the crossroad to make a decision for yourself or for someone else or to assist someone in their dilemma, that you can clearly hear from God. So today, I want to give you some instructions, some steps that'll make it easier for you to be able to know not only God's will, but to make the right decision. And so today, the struggle in your life to make decisions shall cease. The struggle in your life to have faith shall cease. The struggle in your life to trust God shall cease. I speak it now over your life. Now, not all decisions can be made instantaneously. God has given us common sense. However, circumstances that arise can sometimes seem, I want to say, overwhelming. And we need counsel in order to help us and to make the right decision. So I want to give you a few steps today to help you in making the right decision. So it is revealed to you what the will of God is in your circumstance. I want to tell you, just a few days ago, it hasn't been any more than a week, I was talking to some business owners, and they had to make a decision. And it was a very, very important decision for their corporation. Now, as they were about to make a decision, I received, you know, the phone call, and I was listening to the circumstance, and I said, I'll tell you what, let's just do this. You know, it was three of us there together on the phone line. I said, so let's pray. Now, I'm going to pray about the situation, and you just, you know, you just listen. There's nothing for I didn't want them to say anything. Just listen to the prayer. So I'm going to pray, and then we can speak further about this, right? And so I prayed, and at the end of the prayer, and I hope you're making note, at least mental notes on this, at the end of the prayer, I said, now let's just sit in silence for a moment. Let's just sit in silence and allow God to speak to our hearts. Let's do that. And so we did that. We sat in silence maybe a minute, maybe a minute and a half, something like that. And we just sat there on the phone line. No one was saying anything. Just allowing the Lord to speak to each of our hearts. And after that time had passed, I said, so what I need now is for each of us, we're each going to speak what we believe the Lord is giving us in our heart about this situation, what the decision is. And each of us should have the same decision we should concur. If we do not, then one of us isn't hearing from God. Okay. So I said, are you ready? I said, okay. So what do you believe that God is saying about this? So the first person spoke and, and we, the other two, you know, we listened. And then I said, and you, what, what do you believe that God is giving you about this situation? And then when that person spoke, I said, now I believe the same thing. I said, now this is what I was getting from the Lord. All three of us received the same answer about the decision, about the dilemma where they were, that they were standing in, right? So each person spoke and we all received the same answer. We concurred because the Holy Spirit, there's only one, right? And so we all must receive the same answer. And so we received the same answer and we knew then, okay, that's it then. We knew that they could act on that decision and it would be correct. They acted on that decision and the outcome was phenomenal. It was absolutely phenomenal. So those are some steps that can be taken when a decision needs to be made. Remember that you are not alone. You are never alone. Seek God about the decision. First of all, Proverbs 16 and 3 says, commit your way to the Lord and you will succeed. Oh, bless his name today. Now, so that's the first step. When you have a major decision to make, commit yourself to the Lord. And the second thing is to go to God's word. Allow scripture. The word of the Lord says all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching. Second Timothy 2 and 16. And maybe you went to God's word and still there's no answer. Now what, Valerie? What will I do? So the third step would be seek godly counsel. The Bible says where there is no guidance, a people falls. But in abundance of counsel, there is safety. Proverbs 11 and 14. So seek wise counsel. And that's what the business owners did when they called. They said, well, you know, we're going to call and, and see what she has to say, right? And so they sought counsel about their situation. And what did I do? I sought wise counsel about their situation. I said, we better pray about this, right? And so always seek the Lord in every circumstance. And what if you call upon the Lord and you don't hear anything? You don't hear anything. The word of the Lord says, trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. And so you've sought God, but you don't hear the answer. But don't struggle with it. Don't struggle to get faith about the circumstance. Just use your faith. God has given you, God, his own faith, God's faith. So don't struggle to get something that you already have. If you've given your life to Christ, and God has given you the gift of faith. So you have common sense, and everyone in the world has common sense, okay? But now God has given you something extra. He has given you the gift of faith. Oh, praise God. And so God has already given you this gift. Now act on your faith. Believe God for the answer, that the answer will come forth, and that it will be revealed to you. Now don't struggle to trust God. Just do it. Just do it. Just believe that the word of the Lord is absolutely true and that you can trust him. Do not struggle to trust God in your circumstance. Know that God is guiding you. He is not going to fail you. And that the outcome of your circumstance will be great. It won't just be mundane and normal. Whenever God is sought for wise counsel, whenever he is sought, your answer is going to be outrageous. When God is sought after in a certain stance, and I'm not telling you what I think. I'm telling you what I experience week after week as I counsel and as I assist others. God does something absolutely outrageous, something to really brag about and tell others. So remember, take the steps to make the right decision. Where we are standing right now, please don't make any decision without praying. Do not make one phone call without praying. Make sure that you live a life of unceasing prayer. When you live a life of unceasing prayer, you are going to take the victory every time in every circumstance that you face. When it's time to make a decision, and that decision doesn't just come automatically into your heart, seek wise counsel. Even when you believe, I know the answer. I'm sure this is the right answer. Seek the Lord in all of your ways. The one who does not seek the Lord, that's the one that fails. But if you seek God, you will not fail. He is undefeated. He has never failed, and He always takes the victory. Learn in this life. Walk your life out with God. Make your decisions decisions what is led by the Holy Spirit of God. Lean not to your own understanding, and trust God in all that you do. Because when you do, you're going to have mountaintop victory in life circumstances. You were made for victory. You were created to win. God did not create anyone to be a loser. That's not who God created. A winner makes winners. God created you for victory. And the more you realize that, as you allow that to rest in your heart, And if you haven't been sure of that, I want you to be sure of that today. God did not make any losers. He only made winners. And when we seek him for wise counsel, when we go before him with our circumstance, he is going to give you the answer. The answer will be revealed to you. Sometimes in the wee hours of the night, God will speak to your heart. He will give you the answer. He will give you the power of revelation. He will tell you his secrets. He will tell you what tomorrow will bring, what next year will bring, what a hundred years from now will bring. As you seek him for wise counsel, bless his holy name. I'm in Second Chronicles chapter 20, verses 3 to 24. King Josephat has to make a major decision. Talk about decision, decision, decisions, decisions, decisions. Josephat has to make a major decision. Let's look at it for just a moment and see how he made his decision. Josephat is the king. And in 2 Chronicles 17 to 1 6, after Josephat had removed the high places, so he removes all the places of idol worship. And there were sacred places that the people thought were sacred, you know, to worship idols. And King Josephat has all of that removed. He gives orders that the people will be faithful and that they will give reverence to the only true and living God, 2 Chronicles 10 and 9. But Josaphat gets word as he is organizing his kingdom. He gets word that the Moabites and the Ammonites are going to come against him. They wanted to wage mighty war against Judah and take it captive. Josaphat has to make a major decision what will be his first reaction to the fact that they are going to overtake his kingdom that's what they desire to do josephat's first response when he hears the news that they are going to overtake him josephat his heart is gripped with fear and so right away there's it's like shock waves go through his mind but he has a heart to go after god And so what does Josephat do? He calls a fast out to all of Judah and he tells the people that in every town, everyone will seek the Lord. Second Chronicles 20 and 13. He's leaning not to his own understanding. So fear has driven King Josephat to his knees. That's when fear does a good work, when it drives us to our knees. Praise God. And so the people assemble at the house of God. Josephat stood before them. And he began to cry out to the Lord. The first thing that he did, he acknowledges that God is the one who's in control of his circumstance. He acknowledged that God is ruling over all of the nations and that there is no power in all the earth that can withstand the almighty God. When you have a decision to make, the first thing you want to do is to seek God. Honor him in every way. Remind the Lord that he is in all control of the situation and that you are fully aware that he is the one that's in control of your dilemma. Second Chronicles 20, verse 5 to 7, when you wage war in the spirit, know that Satan is not the ruler over what is taking place. No matter what the problem looks like, no matter how desperate you may seem about the situation, go to your God. Acknowledge to him, Father God, I know that you are in control and that you have all authority over my circumstance. And once you acknowledge this to God, be sure that you are not struggling. Be sure that you aren't struggling to get faith. Be sure that you aren't struggling to trust God. When you acknowledge that he is the God over your circumstance and that the battle isn't in anyone's hands but is in his, then be assured all the power in heaven is backing you up, that all the power of heaven is on your side. Then Josaphat, he reminded God of the promises that he made to him. He reminded God that God had said, if you face the plague, if you even face famine, if you face war, God had said that he would deliver them. He said that they would stand in his presence in the temple, and if they would cry out in their time of trouble, he's telling them that if they would stand in faith before him, that he would deliver them. So he reminded God of his promise that he gave to him. Remember that God has taken an oath, and he has bound himself to his word, and his word is established in heaven. God is not a man that he should lie, neither is he the son of man that he should repent. Has he said it? Shall he not do it? Or has he spoken it? And is he not able to perform it? Numbers 13 and 19. Go to God and plead your promises. The word of the Lord says, Minister unto me. He says, He's saying, Remind me of my word. The word of the Lord says, Let us plead together that thou mayest be justified. God is saying, There, tell me, why should I do what you're asking me to do? King Josephat obviously knew that secret because he's reminding God. You need to do this for us because you said that famine or war or the sword, you said a plague, no matter what it was, you said that you would deliver us. And so he's ministering God's word back to him, knowing that God is sworn by an oath, knowing that he, he watches over his word to be sure that it performs, knowing that God's word is on his circumstance. This is what we have to know when we have a decision to make and we are facing a crisis or dilemma. What did God say? There are many in the church today. If you were to ask them, what did God say? They don't know. What did God say about your situation? Their mouth is completely empty. They don't know. We must know. What did God say? From the beginning of Genesis, the Bible says, and God said, and God said, and God said. Over and over in the Bible, you will find the word of the Lord and say, And the Lord said, and the Lord spoke, and God said, What did God say about your situation? In order to know the will of God, we must know what God said. So many times when my children have come to me with major decisions and they present their case, I will ask them, What did God say? What did God tell you? What did God say in his word about that? What did God say? It's so important for the believer to know what God said. His word is a lamp unto your feet. His word is your light in the darkness. What's his name today? Before the assembly of the people of Judah, Joseph had acknowledged that they had no ability to conquer their enemy. And so Joseph had admitted that he would have to completely and totally depend upon God. And not only does he say this to God, he says it before the whole assembly of the people of Judah. And in the end, Josaphat is saying, although we don't even know what to do, our eyes are upon you, Father God. Our eyes are upon you. Second Chronicles 20 and 12. When Josaphat completed his prayer, the Spirit of the Lord came upon the prophet, and he spoke the word of the Lord to the people. He said, Hearken ye all Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, thou King Josaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid, nor dismayed, by reason of the great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but it is the Lord's. Second Chronicles 20 and 15. Oh, we have to know that the battle belongs to God, and he will do the fighting for you. Your victory is in the hands of the Lord. God has planned for you to take victory in every circumstance. There isn't one dilemma that you will ever face that God has placed you in that circumstance so that you will lose the battle. Every circumstance that you will ever face in this lifetime, that circumstance is never supposed to leave you in a place of defeat. That circumstance is there. And you are supposed to stand on top of the situation in mountaintop faith and believe God because you are to take the victory in all of life's circumstance. There isn't one person that God created and he placed them in the womb to come upon the earth and say, now you'll be defeated. That's not what he did. God is a loving father and he created you for victory. And if you get that in your heart today, If you allow that not to be head knowledge, but to go into your heart, I am created for victory. I have mountaintop faith because I have the faith of God alive in my heart. And I was created to take the victory in all of life's circumstances. If you would allow the spirit of the Lord to place that word in your heart, it will take root. It can be head knowledge, but it does not operate through you unless it is heart knowledge. Because out of the heart come the issues of life. In your heart is the faith of God. Now that does not mean that fear cannot attack your mind. Because I guarantee you, fear will attack your mind in this world. When fear attacks the mind, then the person can seem to sway somewhat. Oh, I don't know, or maybe I can't win, or this isn't going to come out right. That's fear's attack on your mind. But faith is established in the heart. When faith is established in the heart, that's what rises up. My son told me about a dilemma one day, and I was listening to him. And I want to tell you that as I was listening, I myself began to buy into the situation. I mean, he's telling me, and you know, this is just, it's just horrible. And then he's telling me what's happening and how things aren't going to work out. And I'm listening to him. Well, I'm starting to buy into what he's saying because I'm listening to it. And all of a sudden, while he was talking, Holy Spirit told me otherwise. I said, wait a minute, hold it right there. Now that's not true. God is going to... And then the the Holy Spirit just began to speak, you know, and utterances began to come out of my mouth of what God was going to do and how he was going to take the victory in a circumstance. And I want to tell you that he absolutely positively won and took the victory. Hands down, the victory was him. And what's so amazing to understand is that the victory was his all along. All he had to do, was walking the light of it. All he had to do was for someone to come alongside him and say, Hey, wait a minute. That's not right. That's not the truth. Let me tell you what the truth is, son. That's all he needed was to be pointed to the truth of God. And then, see, faith rose up in his heart. And when faith rose up in his heart, fear had to flee from his mind. And he took the victory in his circumstance. Decisions, decisions, decisions. I know that you may have decisions to make today or you're facing them tomorrow. And if you will take the steps that we have talked about today, I promise you, you you're going to stand on the mountaintop and take the victory. If you will walk in faith, don't try to get faith. God's already given it to you. He has placed it in your heart at the time that you met him at the point of salvation. So in your heart is mountaintop faith. Again, I know that fear can attack the mind, but fear does a good work when it drives us to our knees. King Josephat was driven to his knees. Not only was he driven to his knees, he took his whole nation to, the knee, to their knees with him. He said, we're all going to fast and we're all going to pray. And King Josaphat took the victory without ever fighting. God put confusion in the enemy's camp, and they began to fight and battle against one another. King Josaphat never had to raise the sword, and neither did his mighty army. When you walk in faith, when you seek wise counsel, when you seek the Lord in your circumstance when you release the faith of God that's right there in your heart, when you trust Him with all of your heart, the victory will be yours. You were made for victory. Use your mountaintop faith. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven, teaching
1: God's people Right. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 530. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org.